Hey, happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast. A huge announcement. The book is done. If you head over to mentaltrainingplan.com slash focus cycle, not only can you see the link to buy the book on Amazon, but you can also read just a little bit about it if you're curious, and you can download the free worksheet that you can print off. Uh, the book is kind of designed like a workbook. It's short, it's sweet, it's to the point, it's less than 100 pages. It's here's the information you need, Here's the questions that you need to think about. Here are the things that you need to come up with. Basically, it walks you through creating your plan. Um, and, and to be honest, the book is kind of like your rough draft. It's kind of a, a journal-ish. Um, it, it tells you some stories. It gives you the information that you need, just as if you and I were sitting down and working one-on-one uh, in, in a session together. And so super excited about how it turned out. Thank you again to my lovely wife, Carmen, for helping edit it. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Very special guest joining us in the studio today. Let's get it. Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast, helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts, Ben and C. Today's guest is a Indiana High School individual state championship golfer, four-time All-State regional conference champion, 29 top five finishes, shot a 62, which is the lowest score of any female in an Indiana high school event, made the USGA women's amateur as a high school player, made women's USGA four ball team, and is currently a golfer at Purdue University. Jocelyn Brooke, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So I, I, I believe all those things that you just read off never happened before I was Jocelyn's teacher. So I'm going to take a, a little bit of the credit <laughs> that being her wellness teacher is what got her to this level. And I know of it. Uh, but as we hop in here, Jocelyn, just tell us, um, when did you start playing golf? Let's just start there. I started playing when I was four years old, I believe. So I started doing like little junior golf camps at my home course. Um, it was kind of just a thing for like my brother and I to do in the summer, I played like a lot of different sports growing up. So golf was just another sport that I got started in. Um, I also had some great like mentors when I was younger that played on high school teams and like kind of seeing like how they played, how they talked to me about what golf was just got me like really intrigued, I'd say at a young age. And somewhere along the way, you had to realize I'm pretty good at this. It's time to get serious about this sport. When, when, When did that come along? I believe I was like seven years old. I won like the junior club championship at my home course. And I was like, oh, like this is pretty cool. Um, I kind of had heard from my mentors, from my parents, like, hey, like you need to practice if you want to keep getting better. You can't just go out there and play. Um, And I would say around like age eight or nine was when I was like, I actually want to practice now. It's not just my dad telling me I need to. Um, So that's when I would start like going to the course on my own. Like my parents would drop me off. I remember getting like a flip phone at a pretty young age so I could call my mom so she could actually come pick me up. So I'd be like on my own at the course practicing because like I wanted to get better, not because someone was telling me I needed to at that point. And that seems to be kind of the point where things kind of switch, right? Some players are still in high school and we as coaches have to get on them to make them go out there and train and do the drills. And until you want it uh, yourself and you're, you're going to go out there and do yourself, like you're saying, it kind of switched to where you wanted to be at the course. And that's kind of where you probably started to see yourself really take off. Would that be right? Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a huge difference in like a coach telling you to do something and you wanting to do it. Mm -hmm. It's like that 
intrinsic motivation, I think, is stronger than anyone else telling you what you should be yeah. doing. And then somewhere along the way, as you're you're putting in all this time and you're putting in all this work, you decided I need to find an extra edge over everyone else. And was that talk a little bit about kind of the motivation behind that? Because, you know, one of the quotes from one of your high school golf coaches, Josh Bryant, said that she's one of two players that framed how we go about preparing for big events. The questions that she would ask are what coaches are now trying to provide for players ahead of time. You know, wind and temperature at a, at a specific tee time. Just the the way that those things, those details shaped this high level of preparation. Was that more of a I want to be confident in my own game? Was that more of like a competitive edge over your opponents? Talk a little bit about just kind of when you started asking those questions. I would say my big breakthrough was going into the fall of sophomore year. I had a very like challenging summer, played probably the worst golf I've ever played. That's when like I realized like, hey, I need to make some changes. Um, I was also like in the middle of like a lot of recruiting. Recruiting started at a very like young age for me before they changed like all the NCAA rules. Um, so I'd say like coaches added a lot of pressure to that. But I realized like, hey, like I need to change some things up. Something's not working. So I started seeing a new swing coach. He's really the one that introduced me to like all this stuff that um, Coach Bryant is talking about, like thinking about the wind, the temperature, all these different variables that I think a lot of like high school golfers don't think about. And that's kind of the difference between being a good player and being a great player. Um, I also started seeing a sports psychologist on a regular basis. And I started seeing like a much higher level trainer and all three of those people, like I still work with today. Like that's my team right there. Like that's really what has set me apart. I kind of knew like as a player, something like I needed more out of a swing coach and seeing like some other people in the area that um, they were taking lessons um, from a guy named Max Nihans, and that's when I got involved with Max. My parents were like, let's go do a couple lessons, see what you think. Um, and then ultimately, like, it was my decision if I thought he was the right coach for me. And so I've been working with him since sophomore year. Amazing guy, great coach, completely matches the way I think on the course. So that's kind of how I knew, like, this is what's going to make me better um, just like all the time and effort he puts into coaching his students, like he completely understands my game. And so like, obviously he's a huge part of my team. I also have sports psychologist, Dr. Rob Bell that I talk to on a regular basis. Um, I talk about anything from like, I walk through my rounds with him. I'll talk to him about my routines on the course. Um, if something's stressing me out and it's affecting how I'm playing, I'll talk to him about that. But ultimately like, I started going to him because I was going through a very rough time with like recruiting and not playing well. And he like pulled me out of that hole essentially. Um, and then at the same time, like sophomore year, me looks a lot different than me now. So I started seeing a trainer. Um, his name's Mike Chrisman. He's at Fitness Garage. And I mean, he completely transformed my game as well. I mean, these tournaments I was playing in the summer, I had like woods into the greens because I was so small and just hadn't really worked out a ton. So I think like a uh, good advice for any player who wants to get better is like the gym is a huge part of it. And I think people are starting to realize that now with like Brooks Kepka and DeChambeau. Um, I mean, working out really can transform your game, especially if you don't hit it far. You gain muscle mass, gain club head speed. Like it's a huge mm -hmm. reason and 
why like I was able to turn my game from basically a disaster that summer to like eventually like committing to play college golf. And so let's talk a little bit more specifically about kind of the, the biggest challenge of all that in my mind. So, you know, a lot of times working with an athlete, we'll give them, Hey, here's some extra things that you need to do on your own. And sometimes, I mean, everyone's busy. We all know that, but you've got, you're still a full-time student. You're in high school. You're a student athlete first. You've got, you know, other things outside of just practicing your game, practicing your swing, improving your body physically, improving mentally. How do you manage all of those demands on your time? Cause you do have a limited amount of time and also still enjoy yourself and make this fun and something you want to keep pursuing. I think it's all about how you schedule your days. I'm a very, I like, I'm a definitely a planner. Like I plan everything out. And I think when I have too much time on my hands, like I, I just can't deal with it. Like I'd rather be like have five minutes in between each thing scheduled than have three hours in between. So if you schedule it out correctly, you won't feel, I never feel like I can't handle it if I have it scheduled out. So if that's, you know, like if you have like a weight class at school, you work out there. After school, you go straight to practice, get your homework done at night. You know, like it's just kind of thinking through it. Even writing it down has been a huge thing for me in college, like writing down my plan and trying as hard as I can to stick with it. Because like for me, if I have a strict schedule, I get more work done than if I have 10 hours to complete something. I think it's harder to stick to that and so as you're you're managing the time correctly, you're working with a sports psychologist, you're putting in extra work um, in into your physical health and strength. Um, you're you're doing all these extra things with Max, working on your game, working on finding tiny, minute details like temperature and wind speeds at certain times of the day. Talk about the edge now that this gives you as a high school golfer going into your junior year. I would say it kind of gives you like a better perspective on everything. Like there's a lot of things that you think about that can make a difference that a lot of other people don't think about, if that makes sense. Like for me now, and I don't think I necessarily did this in high school, but like wind, like occasionally I will still throw up grass to see, but that's not what like Max teaches me. He teaches me, okay, you need to know like a compass on the whole. You need to know which way is north, which way is south look on the weather app and see where the wind is coming from because the wind can be different like where you're standing than it is up in the sky where the ball is going to be flying. And I think like there's a, a lot of people that don't realize that like in high school and I mean that can affect the ball a lot. So knowing little details like where the wind is actually blowing from where it might not feel like that, that's a detail a lot of people don't think about. Um, I think green reading was a big one for me too. I started using Aimpoint in high school and instead of kind of just guessing in a way to read greens, I have a system I rely on. So that kind of works really well with like my planning men mentality that I have because I have something that I know I can count on. And then talk about like, I mean, this has to give you more confidence that that next tournament. Talk a little bit about kind of the, the edge that you get that you gain, I guess, on the on the mental side of your game putting in all of this work and finding out all of these details, how does that actually help you on the course? Yeah, I'd say a confidence is a huge thing for me. Um, being confident in your game, I think, is 
if not the most important thing, one of the most important things when you're playing golf. So if that's thinking about, oh, I practiced so much this week, I put in all the preparation I needed to, that gives me confidence. And then having systems to rely on, like aim point for me personally, that gives me confidence because I'm sticking to a system that I know works for me. Um, and then if it's like with the wind, I have confidence because I checked the wind. I know which way is north. I know which way is south. So I can trust that instead of being kind of guessing on the course. So you've done, like you're saying, you've done your work beforehand. Now just trust it and go out there, trust your preparation and go for it. Yeah. Like for me, a big thing too is like doing my homework before tournaments. So I make like yardage books on Google Earth. That's the thing like Max and I, Max has always taught me. Like you got to do your homework before you get to the course. So like I'll have a map of each hole. I draw out like my driver dispersion. So I already know what I should be aiming at before I get to the course. Um, that's where I draw like my compasses in. So like I have everything that I need before I even step foot on the course. It kind of helps speed things up as well. Um and you feel more prepared. So that makes me more confident when I get to a new course. You almost take out a lot of the thinking, right? Like you said, you already know that the, I'm thinking like, man, I get so turned around on a golf course. How would I be able to, you know, to figure out and think, okay, this is North. You've kind of already mapped that all out, right? Because exactly. of way with that all being done. As we, we transition a little bit here to uh, playing golf for Purdue. Uh, first off, what's the biggest difference from high school to college golf that you've seen so far? I would say the time management and the time that you have to put in is probably the biggest difference Um, for like the NCAA rules. Like there's a certain limit of how much you can practice per day and per week, but that is like time with coaches. That's not necessarily, at least for golf, it's not like the time you're putting in on your own. So like your coaches will expect you to be there for what, three or four hours a day, depending on how it's scheduled out. But then it's like, that's the bare minimum. Like you have to take it upon yourself to know like, Hey, like my chipping wasn't good today. I need to put more time in after practice. And then like, you have to still get like your homework done and all of that. So it's kind of just more of an extreme from high school. You really have to plan more. I think I felt pretty prepared for college and college athletics because I had already been a planner already. Um, I would also say being like self-reliant is a very important thing. I've always been pretty independent so that I also wasn't nervous about that, but I did see a lot of people um, that weren't as independent and they struggled a little more. So I think like growing up and trying to gradually do more for yourself really helps a lot when you get to college. And that independence probably started like when you said you were nine years old, right? And you're out there at the course by yourself. Um, you know, a lot of kids would be out there just messing around. And you were, I know you talked about when I when I had you when you were younger, you'd be the last one out on a green and it's dark. And, and you're, you've got to get lights out there to be practicing. So you had started that, you know, years and years and years ago. And, it, and it's starting to show up there. Um, now, so and and this year at Purdue, you redshirted, right? So just yes. kind of talk about um, that experience. Was that something that you were you were going to Purdue with the expectation to redshirt for this year? Um, all of that. So starting in the fall, um, we were praying that we would still have a fall season, and it just so happened that the Big Ten canceled our fall season. Um, there were a couple conferences that did get to play, but there was also a couple that did not get to play in the fall. 
Um, and golf is like a year round sport um, for in college. So it's like the fall season is almost equally as important as the spring season because that's when you can get like your rankings up and like there's still a lot of tournaments. So we missed out on 50% of our season in Big Ten golf. So that was already pretty disappointing. We played in some individual tournaments, but it, it's just not the same. Um, so then like January and February came around and I talked to a lot of different people. It was a very difficult decision for me to make, but ultimately it seemed like the smart decision for me at the time. Um, with the major that I have, I was like, well, I can stay five years and that could benefit me later in life. So I feel like I might as well redshirt and give myself a full year of eligibility on the back end instead of playing now and only playing less than 50% of the year. One of the, the big differences for athletes going to the college level a lot of times is that they were the top dog at their school. They were the top dog, you know, in your case, in the state. Yeah, the state. Um, and now all of a sudden you're playing with all these other individuals who were also the top dog at their school. And, you know, some other girls that were one of the best players in their state. Um, talk a little bit about kind of the, the difference in you're not in high school anymore. You're, you know, in a, in a lot bigger pond with a lot higher level of expectations and just kind of managing those expectations and some of the, some of the differences you see in that area. For how this relates to red shirting, I would say, um, there's definitely kind of like a stigma around red shirting. So I, I kind of struggled with that a little bit with the expectation side. I was like, Hey, like, you know, I had a pretty good high school career. Now I'm getting to college and I'm not able to play my freshman year. Um, so I definitely struggled with that a little bit at first, but at the end of the day, it's like, you got to worry about yourself. You can't worry about what other people are thinking about you. Um, and I mean, I knew a handful of people that were choosing to redshirt as well. Um, so that, that kind of helped out too. And talking with other people and being like, Hey, this is the best decision for us in the long run. Um, but when it comes to man maintaining or managing expectations, I always, it's, I think it's human nature for everyone to think, to worry about what other people are thinking. So I, I struggle with that, but I definitely just try to focus on myself as much as I can. One of the, one of the things that coach Bryant said was that he respected you more than anything when he was caddying for you at a U.S. open qualifier, your sophomore year. And he was giving you some advice and you stepped back and yelled at him and said, coach, when I'm in my play box, don't talk to me. And he said, he walked up that fairway thinking she's going to win a state championship after, after that sophomore year, I guess, when did you know? Yeah, this is, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go win a state championship, be the best golfer in the state of Indiana. Well, there was a moment my freshman year at the state championship. Um, so come to 18 on the last day and I have never seen a crowd that big before. So like I was getting pretty nervous and I remember I had kind of a tough lie in the fairway. The ball was way below my feet. I ended up hitting an awful shot, chunk it into the story. I doubled the hole and we lose as a team by one. And I remember the day after I had a lesson with my previous coach and we walked out to Prairie View. We re-hit the shot and we were like, look, like, this is what we need to do with the shot. This is how we need to work on handling our nerves. Um, so it stunk for a long time. It's definitely like still thinking about it. It stings because like we could have had a state championship as a team. But like for me to blame the state championship on myself was like not okay in the moment because it's, it's a team sport when you get to 
like the state championship. For sure. But if that moment wouldn't have happened, I definitely don't think I would have won as an individual junior year. So it was like a huge learning experience for me, learning how to handle a huge crowd, learning how to handle, you know, you're going to get weird lies on the course. You're not going to be in a flat lie every time. Um, but I just think learning that has helped me more than if we would have won, it would have, I, I wouldn't have learned a lesson. Yeah. So it's hard to think about that sometimes when you mess up, but learning from your mistakes has been a huge thing for me. I love that. And now we're going to, we're kind of going backwards. I want to go back even a little bit further thinking back to, you know, you, as you were just starting out or, you know, my daughter who got her first set of clubs for Christmas, what, what advice would you have for a younger version of yourself? Or, you know, what advice maybe would you give Lily as she's just getting into this game? I would say for people that aren't like to high school yet, you just got to have fun with the game. You know, you got to enjoy it. Um, I mean, I think learning is everything too. So like playing in as many tournaments as you can, learning what it's like to compete. Because um, at the end of the day, when you're honestly at any age, competing is way more fun than pounding balls at the range. Yeah. That's funny you mentioned that because when we had Kaylin Henderson on, that was what she said. Yeah. She just said, have fun. Like you get all this pressure building up. And I think that goes for anybody when you're, you're, I mean, it goes for any level, but even before high school, or even in high school, and just go out there and have fun. Um, that seems to be the big thing. And as you start getting better and better and better, then it becomes, I hate to say a job, but maybe a lifestyle or then it just becomes more real. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you brought up the job part because it definitely can feel like that when you're a college athlete for sure. So that's when you kind of have to take a step back every once in a while and be like, hey, like, I get to do this. I don't have to do this. Like, I want to be on a higher level. I want to win these tournaments um, instead of like, oh, like, I have to go practice today. So I think it comes back to like a lot of the times when I talk to Dr. Bell before tournaments, we always talk about like, hey, like, I'm really grateful to be here um, I'll just try and focus on like, Hey, like it's a great day out. Like I get to go compete in a tournament and think like, Oh, I could be in school right now, but I'm in a tournament. So I just try and be really grateful when I'm practicing or getting ready for tournaments. That's awesome. Well, JB, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an honor having you on our show. Thank you so much until next time, make your plan and put it to work. 